Hello, welcome to this episode of Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. This week on Hope Stream FM, we're studying the lesson titled Motivation and Preparation for Mission. The memory text is Luke chapter 24, verse 44. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Let us pray. Almighty God, revealer of all truths and giver of knowledge, we acknowledge your supremacy and your sovereignty over all life and all creature, and we bow in reverence to you this moment. Grant us wisdom from your throne and fill us, dear Lord, with power from above, even as we study your word today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Many people were involved in God's mission in the Bible, but as we study deeper, we see that there were many reasons and many motives why people were involved in mission. Some were involved in mission because of selfish ambition. They thought that they could gain a lot by being involved in mission. Recall that the mother of James and John once said to Jesus that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left hand in your kingdom. Matthew 20, verse 21. Some were involved in mission for recognition, some to save themselves from the troubles of their time, but some out of genuine love for God and for the gospel. Paul was one of those who was involved in mission out of genuine love for God and for his mission. He wrote in Philippians chapter 1, verses 15 to 18, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. While some others were pretentious about following Christ, to Paul, all that mattered was that Christ is preached. This week's lesson will teach us how to be involved in mission with the right motives. I pray that God will bless you as we study together again today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. To share the good news. Luke 24 verses 3 to 6. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, Suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. Many of Jesus' disciples had a perverted understanding of the ministry of their master. To them, he was a warrior who had come to conquer the reigning Roman Empire 
and hand them some juicy appointments in the earthly kingdom he was going to create. Then their world came crumbling when Jesus was arrested and nailed to the cross. None would have understood the weight of agony they bore when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, and bowed to death on the cross. On Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James returned to Jesus' tomb for to anoint it, and lo, Jesus was risen. What a good news! The news of Jesus' resurrection reversed the woes and bitterness of the disciples and became the main theme of their preaching. The story of the resurrection of Jesus recorded in Luke 24 is amazing. What greater motivation for mission could there be than to let others know about the resurrection? What greater motive than to spread the good news of salvation in Jesus, the only hope any of us have? Of course, we need a personal experience with God ourselves before we can share it with others. Our desire to share with others what we love so much must be a crucial part of our motivation for mission. In the end, we can't share what we ourselves don't have. A prophetic foundation. Luke 24 verse 44. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses and the prophets and Psalms concerning me. As humans, we get excited with new experiences. A new house, a new car, a new wife or husband, a new job, a new certificate, even a new Christian experience. The disciples had a profound experience with Jesus and they were excited with their experience with the Savior. However, Jesus knew that, as with all humans, if their experiences were not hinged on the Word of God, and in the prophecies in his word, their excitement will soon fade away and they will slip into despair and discouragement and frustration. So Jesus then took them into the world and showed them the prophetic foundation for his work and ministry. No matter how great their experience, Jesus still wanted their faith grounded in the word of God. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things must be fulfilled. Luke 24 verse 44. Here too, we find a powerful motivation for witness and for mission, the word of God. Our experiences with Jesus cannot be sustained without a foundation of his word, including the prophecies that point to the history and events leading up to and including the first and second advents of Jesus. Waiting for mission. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Before Jesus ascended to heaven, he gave his disciples a commission. He charged them to go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to serve all things whatsoever he had commanded them, and that he left a beautiful promise that he would be with them even unto the end of age. Matthew 28, 18-20 
But the disciples were not to commence their mission until they had received power from above. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. They were to wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit had descended upon them. Waiting time can be a time of discouragement, pain, and frustration. But the disciples never felt any of these. What was their secret? While the disciples waited, they occupied themselves with meaningful activities. First, they prayed. Luke says they continued in united prayer and supplication. There was no question in any of their minds about what the mission was that Jesus had given to them. And they had each accepted that mission. Luke does not share what they were praying about, but it is most certain they were praying for wisdom, for strength, and for courage to fulfill the mission together. What an example for us. What do you do when you are waiting? Why not continue to pray if you are waiting for something right now? Second, while they waited, they prepared logistically and physically. For, for instance, during the time of their waiting, they replaced Judas, who had betrayed Christ and killed himself. During the period of their waiting, the disciples sought God's guidance. Like the disciples, while we wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to help us complete the great mission of God, or while we wait for whatever else, for ourselves, our families, we must unite to encourage each other. Hebrews 10 verses 24 to 25. Praying for God's Holy Spirit. Also, we should align ourselves and our church with God's priority, the saving of the lost, as we prepare physically. Whom you crucified. Acts chapter 2 verses 36 to 37. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, God finally fulfilled the promise he made to the disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. There are two crucial lessons we learn here in Acts 2. The first is that God empowered each believer for the benefit of unbelievers. The blessings of God upon the disciples weren't meant merely for their own good. The gift of the Holy Spirit was given to them, not for themselves, but to help them fulfill God's mission. Like the apostles, every blessing God has given us is for the fulfillment of his mission to the lost. Today, God calls on each of us, his followers, to use our personal gifts to the good of his mission to unbelievers. We have been given gifts to use for his mission. What great call to mission than to use what we have been given to reach out to others. Second, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, Peter accused his congregation of crucifying Christ anew by their waywardness and their refusal to accept the death and resurrection of Jesus. 
His audience quickly realized themselves and cried out, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Acts chapter 2 verse 37. Though we have been called to be missionaries, but like the apostles, we too have in many ways crucified Christ again. Shall we, like these men and women, cry out, What shall we do? The good news is that there's always forgiveness with God for them that repent of their sins. A picture of the early church. Acts chapter 2 verses 41 to 42. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 persons were added that day. Communal life of the disciples included reaching out to the lost world and preaching to them and bringing them into the kingdom of God. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles, verse 42, and to the communal life, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Acts 2 ends with a beautiful picture of what the early church was like. Acts 2.41 says that those who were baptized were added to the early church, and the church grew. So the early church was a growing church. New members were added. But not just that, these members were discipled in three ways. First, they continued to be taught and instructed by the apostles' doctrines and fellowship. The apostles, that's the second point, preaching and through their preaching confronted incorrect beliefs and offered new explanations for what the people were seeing and experiencing. And three, new believers were carefully and intentionally discipled through direct teaching as well as through participation in the daily lives of the church. The older believers took charge of those who were new, and all those who were new were supervised by older and more experienced leaders. What a lesson for us today. Is your church a growing church? Is your church discipling and mentoring new members? Are you yourself involved in any kind of mentoring or discipling ministry? If not, how can you be involved today? In conclusion, God wants us to have true and noble intention for mission. Only noble intentions bring natural growth of the church. You have seen how the disciples lived and how their mission functioned. So you too have been called today to get involved in God's mission personally. Thank you for studying with me again today on Hope Stream FM. Let's do it again next week. For questions, contributions, and prayers, please reach out to me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.